What's up, everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse. I am Billy riding solo today. The old man had to uh, get back to grandfather duties. Like I said before, my mother was off and on at work, had some uh, shoulder surgery or something, had to get the uh, physical therapy, so she was off and on, off and on. Luckily, she was off on the days, Monday and Friday when we record, and was able to come in here, the old man. But she's back to work now. Uh, Steve still MIA. My guess is he's a busy guy. Last time he was here, he had a, a business contract he was trying to work out. He was an- not anxious about it, but he was excited about it. So he might be focusing on that. And, you know, he'll get back over here. I hope he got that contract. He does a lot of, he's a computer programmer, he's a coder, you know, so you guys need apps or you need some uh, information out there. Give him a call. Find him on the email, Steve at uh, Neighborly Discourse dot com or info at neighborhoodiscourse.com. He knows his stuff when it comes to computers, so give him a call. As far as coding, he's not a computer repair guy. Uh, that being said, we'll be riding solo for a minute, and uh, you know I'll get the old man in here, and then I'm probably going to try to do in the true sense of the of the name of the show, neighborly discourse. I'm going to get some friends over. I'm going to call them up, talk to them. And just see what's going on because I have a friend that I work with that I saw. I went to the office a few weeks ago and he was outside and I've talked about him before. And if you were to line us up blindly, you know, blind survey, answer questions on who is the Democrat and who is the Republican, he would be the conservative one. I would be the liberal. That's how it would come across. Uh, he is for marriage. He is for church. He is not for abortion. He is not for gay marriage. He is religious based in what he does. Me, marriage to me is it's just a way for a guy to lose money if things go sideways. It's for insurance purposes. Um, abortion, it's your body, not mine. Don't use it as birth control. That's kind of a sick thing, but it's not for me to say what you do with your body. Uh, gay marriage, like I said, marriage in general. It's for it's a tax break. So why are you being faulted because the person you're next to is a man or or a woman of the same sex? All it is is a tax break. You're getting screwed out of money, in my opinion. All this marriage for love stuff. Listen, I love Amy. We'll get married one day, possibly. But what's the real incentive other than insurances? You know what I mean? Like we live together. We have a family together. And again, for legal purposes, down the road, if something happens to either one of us who gets... The bene- who's the beneficiary? We're not legally married, so what's going to happen? The only benefit is for legal purposes, for financial purposes. Um, again, church, I'm not for it. Um, so again, my, my, my fr- a friend of mine, he's uh, very, very conservative. I mean, listen to Rush Limbaugh when he was alive, okay? So if he gave us a test to take, I would be liberal, he would be conservative, but he doesn't believe any man should have all this wealth. Why, why does one person have it all? Why, why is this person lucky enough to get all this money and not share it? My thoughts are, you've earned that money, whether your father earned it or your father's father earned it, and you happen to get a trust on the way down. Yeah, you might be a rich snob, you might be a pain in the ass, but someone along the lines have earned it. So why should you give it to me? You know, luck didn't fall my way. Where is it written that life is fair? Okay? So... I seen him a few weeks ago and we were talking. I said, Hey man, how's your buddy Biden doing? He's like, bro, don't get me started. 
I said, oh, why, why is that? And he, he's from Dominica. He's, he's got a, um, I guess it's Creole they speak. He's got a little accent, but I'm not going to make, I'm not going to talk it. I don't know how to do the Creole accent. I'm not good, good at accents in general. Liam, Amy, they do British, Australia, which is kind of the same. They, they do accents, bro. I don't know how they, I, my mind doesn't work that way. But we're talking and he's like, bro, like, I don't know how I feel about this. I said, oh, what do you mean? He goes, this guy's screwing me, bro. He's taking my money. He's doing this. He's doing that. I said, hey, what happened to, uh, you know, all of this? No man should have all this money. He goes, well, I didn't have money back then. I have money now. His, his wife has a very good job. He has a very good job. They've got two kids. You know, now they're taxing them. They're trying to take it for the welfare people to raise prices, to give to China for whatever it is. And I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like, why are they taking all my money? This is bullshit. I goes, bro, that's what I'm trying to tell you. A mind, it's a mindset. Being a liberal, being a conservative, it's what's best for you, okay? And most of the time, what's best for you is what's best for the country. My money stays with me. I buy stuff that goes to the economy, that pays the taxes, that gets to the government, that gets to the country. If you, like all these people, oh, Trump only benefited his friends when he was in office. Let's say that was true. Let's say that's true, okay? His friends liked low gas prices, so did I. His friends liked paying $3 a carton for eggs, not $8. So did I. His friends liked secure borders and peace in the Middle East. Hey, so do I. That's weird that all of Trump's friends who benefited from him being in office all like the same things that I like. I like my money coming to me. I like low taxes. I, didn't like, I, I don't like inflation. All the good things that he did to help his friends, I guess me and Trump are pals. Because I didn't have any problems when he was in office. So... My buddy's like, yo, like this is, you know, I voted for DeSantis for governor. Because again, a lot of people I work with are conservative um, for cert for like uh, for money, and others are, and, and um, one guy in particular, not not the one I'm talking about, another guy. Um, he's like, I voted for for Trump because or for uh, DeSantis because man, look around, like things are not good, and he's upset he voted for Biden. He's still socially liberal. He's still these things, but he realizes they've taken it way too far. So the people who, even the, the common folk, not the ones who are on Twitter, who are on the news saying all this stuff, they're waking up. They're not okay with how things are going. And that's going to jump me right into um, a conspiracy corner here, here real quick. So something Steve and I talked about, I mean, it might have been one of our first clips. It might have been one of our very, very first shows. But we started this back in August, July or August of 20, uh, 2020. And we actually recorded maybe 10 or 15 recordings before that that didn't pan out. So the, what we would do, we'd make smoothies. Steve lived across the street, which he doesn't live anymore, which is why we can't really get things going as, as we did before. But uh, we used to have some smoothies. We talked health. We'd sit outside and we'd talk for two, three hours. And when one day he was like, yo, we should, we should do a podcast. Cool. I went out and I, grabbed, I bought a little microphone clips for your shirt, plugged in my phone, and we just recorded. And we knew nothing about anything. So all that you see around was not here. iPads, computers, cameras, microphones, nothing. It was the phone, a little hook to the shirt, and we just talked. We played it and it sounded like crap. But that was kind of like what we wanted to do. We're just everyday guys. We're neighbors talking about what people are talking about when no one's listening. And we think that would be the charm of the show. Well, charm doesn't really work. You couldn't hear us talk. It was bad. So we had to learn and learn and learn. Now, three years later, 
we're about 75%, but we're, we're not as bad as we once were. So we, we, we started the podcast based on that. And let me see, where's I going? I'm sorry, guys. I rambled for a quick second. We're talking about, uh, oh, so yeah. So this was probably way back when we came up with the term scapegoat Joe. And it's copywritten. Don't try to use it. Scapegoat Joe was why Biden became president. Okay. Trump sanctioned Russia and China, all this stuff, shut down the the BS to the to NATO and the Paris Act, all these things, all things that we're just giving money to the rest of the world and getting nothing in return. Trump shut it down, which put a big dent in the in the WEF, the World Economic Forum's plans for us to join them and take over the world and screw the rest of the people, in my opinion. So again, we're in the conspiracy corner. So Trump comes in, sanctions everybody, gets us out of these dumb deals, NATO, Paris Accords, all this stuff, whatever it is, and we are done. China's giving us money. Mexico's paying for the wall. We're raking in dough left and right. And the liberals can't have that. The elitists can't have it. The union party, the ones who are bent on world domination, they cannot have that. So... Sorry, I'm making my notes here. It's hard to win. Like, usually when Steve's talking or the old man's talking, I can make my notes. I'm not going to do it as I'm doing it. So, we're in the conspiracy corner. They're doing all this stuff. They, uh, the uh, Trump sanctions everybody. We're getting money. So, in, in comes scapegoat Joe, right? Senile. You guys remember, maybe a, a year before Trump was out of office, they tried this. I keep quotating things. I'm going to stop doing that. But they tried Amendment 25. They had talked about Amendment 25. Trump's crazy. Trump's this. Is he, is he mentally capable? Is he incap- incapacitated? They brought all that stuff up about Trump. Now, anybody with half a brain knows Biden already talking about running for office. They were setting up in case he got in. They were going to find a way to get him out based on Amendment 25. So Steve and I were talking about Joe's scapegoat Joe. They're going to do everything they can to give the money back to all these things that Trump stopped. And we're going to pay for it. And what they're going to do is they're going to mask it all behind incapacitated Joe Biden. Not cognitively well Joe Biden. He was going to be the scapegoat. They're going to destroy our country for three years. And then when... It all hits the fan. They're going to say, oh, man, look at Joe. He's uh, he's senile. He wasn't working the right state of mind. He's older. All, whatever excuse they were going to pull out, they were going to do that. Okay? So here we are in year three. The Biden laptop is going to come out. They had it for two years. Why haven't they investigated it yet? No need to kick Joe out of office just yet. So it's there. But now we got these documents. The Biden file. So I'll put it to you like this. I did a reel, a short on Instagram, on YouTube about uh, the poll question of the day was, does Biden's documents hurt potentially prosecuting Trump? And I put, yeah, because they probably found the Biden documents first, was told, man, everybody does it. We can't blame this on Joe. Trump's got to have them. So they went after Trump. Trump luckily had them for their cause, and whew, whew, now we can tell. Now we can say Biden has it. Hey, Biden's got it. No harm, no foul. That was one conspiracy. However, the one I truly believe in is 
They know they have these files, okay? They have to tie Trump to it because they're still, they still cannot have him run. Because if he wins, the wrecking ball he's going to bring to the liberals, to the World Economic Forum for the total destruction of, of our nation and our world that they want, Trump is the only one that can stop it, okay? Don't get it twisted. Everything they talk about is not for your benefit. It's not for your safety. It's not for your livelihood. It's not for your future. It is for total control. Trump sees it. He's been telling us about it for for four plus years now. Wake up. But anyway, the Biden files are coming out. We're in year three. Year four is going to be Joe's incapacitated. Is he he going to play ball? Because he's out there putting around. Yeah, I may may run for office in the next four years. They don't want that. They're done. They've They've reached their goal of total destruction. And now he's got to go. So, leak the, the Biden files. Hey, Joe, heads up, bro. You're not going to run next time. I'm still going to run. Okay, well, guess what? We have Biden's laptop. Or, uh, yeah, uh, you have Hunter's laptop. What happened the other day? A Chinese weather balloon, a spy drone floating around Montana. Well, I can't believe Biden did this. My guess is, because we all know Beijing Joe... China doesn't have to spy on what we're doing. Joe's giving them the key to the country. So how could you be shocked that they're over here spying? They've probably always done it, but guess what? Joe's not playing ball. We leaked those files. He's still thinking about a 2024. All right, let's go. Security. Joe's not, he's not going to handle this harshly. Again, something, my opinion, they've already been doing. He's already sold out to China. We all know it. Allegedly. But now they're now they're showing it. Hey, guess what, man? Okay, so strike two. He's weak, weak borders, weak security, all these things, right? So again, next is gonna be the laptop. You have the diary from his daughter that alleged inappropriate shower time. Who knows about this Epstein's list? Maybe Biden's name is on it. Maybe that's why they haven't released it yet. They're my opinion, my conspiracy is they're trickling in. Things that he's done wrong for him to get the message. Yo, you're not, we're not going next time. You're not going to be here next term. So quietly go into the, the, your golden years, quietly set sail and be done. Or we're going to ruin your entire family. One thing we know about the liberals, they're cannibalistic. They're, they're destructive. The Cuomo's served their purpose. They got rid of them. Okay. There's a few more out there, but as you know, and with the show, we spin the wheel. We don't really come prepared. It's more off the top, off the head, because we're regular people, we're neighbors, we're people who live in this country that aren't pundits, aren't talking heads, aren't gas bags. We give our opinions on what we see and think. Okay, we're regular people. Again, the neighborly discourse. So that's what I think is happening with Scapegoat Joe. Everything they've done, they pushed through him. His name is on all of it, and when it doesn't work. Guess what, folks? We're going to have to pull Amendment 25. Joe's not cognitively well anymore. You know, look at the policies he's put forth. We want strong borders, the new Democrat. We want strong borders. We want better health care. We want to bring down taxes. We want to be able to do X, Y, and Z. But it got away from Joe, so we're going to have to get him out of here. They'll get Kamala Harrison for a year or so. They'll be able to say, look, we got a black, a black woman president. They'll check that off their box. But they don't want her either. So someone we've never heard of, mark my words here, 2-3, 2024, 
23, someone we've never heard of is going to be put in the forefront. I don't think they want Gavin Newsom. I think they realize that people see California sucks and they don't want it. So he may, you know, pop his his, his mouth every now and then. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, I don't, people see that. He got waxed in, in Texas. You know, it's got to be someone that nobody knows. The old man says it all the time, except for Biden being 40 plus years and doing nothing and became president. Obama, Clinton, I think he said Carter before him. No one knew who they were. They were the new Democrat. They run on the old bad policies of what the previous Democrat did. Say, they're bad, I'm the new Democrat. Get elected. Continue those same bad policies because they don't care about bettering our future, bettering our country. They care about destruction of our country and our way of life. The liberals do. So they say, we're not going to do it. They get voted in. And they do it. And then the new Democrat comes in. Oh, they're bad. We're not doing that. But then they continue the bad policies. The liberals, this guy's bad, but the next one will be good. We're on, we're on Democrat 57. Yeah, but the next guy's going to be good. No matter how you parade the bad in front of them, they refuse to accept that they're wrong in voting for this political ideology, this cult of liberalism. That needs to stop. So they're going to keep going. So again, the the Democrat, they're going to run. We haven't even seen yet. They're not, again, it'll maybe be in the next year and a half or so, they'll pop up. But but Joe's got to go down first. Kamala Harris has got to jump in there. Again, scapegoat Joe. All the bad stuff that's happened in America over the last three years, they're going to pin on Joe. Amendment 25, get him out of there. They'll get Harris in there for a little bit. The new Democrat will pop up. Or maybe they make it her. Who knows? I don't think they would. She's already been shown she's a dud. And they need someone new, fresh ideas, not attached to Biden. So scapegoat Joe's going to get it. Amendment 25 is coming. He's going to take the heat. He doesn't even know it yet. He purposefully was part of the liberal agenda to ruin our country. Unknowingly, he's going to take the fall for it. Okay? That's my conspiracy corner. Let's see here. You said some family talk. My son, Liam, is on his basketball team for school, basketball team for the local rec center. He's doing pretty good. Um, the baby, Briella, she's doing her gymnastics, her ballet, splits and cartwheels and stuff. Like, listen, you ever see these people where you go someplace where, like, their kid is, like, the star of the show, and you're watching, and you're like, damn, what does that take to do that? You know, I'll tell you what it takes. I love my son to death. He's got the drive at about a hundred, at about 70%. He wants it and he wants to be good, but he doesn't go the extra mile. Part of that falls on parenting to push your kid. Listen, this mentality of, you know, do what you want. It's up to you, your decision. Don't buy into that crap. If you want your kid to be good at something, push them, force them to be good. Force them that, because I tell Liam all the time, when you have nothing left to give, is when you got to give the most. But I've never shown him how to do it. I've never forced him to do it. So he loses the game the other day at school, and he's upset by it. And I ask him, did you give 100%? Now, if your immediate answer isn't yes, then the answer is no. If you have to think about it, you haven't done it. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. 
No, you didn't. I've talked about it a long time on the show. Liam doesn't have fire to get shit done. He doesn't have it in him. I developed it maybe later in life. I don't know if I had it as a kid. I can't remember back that far. But I remember after high school, we played flag football. We played softball. It also depended on what I wanted to do. When I was on a softball team, adult male organized softball, equal to synchronized swimming, was how I always looked at it. I didn't care. It wasn't my sport. I was there to have fun, drink beer, talk with the guys, whatever. When it came to football, don't drop the ball if I was a quarterback. Don't miss a flag if I – I'd lose my mind. You're not giving 100%, I'm going to go nuts. The fire developed as I got older. So I'm trying to get it into Liam early on. He's not getting it. So they lost yesterday. He's really upset about it. I'm talking to him. I'm like, listen, did you give 100%? If you did, you have nothing to worry about. You should be upset, yes, that your team lost. You should be. But you don't cry in the corner about it, metaphorically speaking. You move on. You do two things. You go home and you whine and you play video games. Or you go home and you keep shooting baskets so your arm stops hurting. He didn't do either one of them. He just sulked in his room. That's on me. Get your ass out there and go shoot. He had three shots, uh, four shots, made one, uh, shot his three, three times flat each time. And I told him, I said, bro, when was the last time your shot was flat? Um, it never really was. Then why are you upset? Some people have bad games. You can't control your team not passing the ball. One kid. When it got bad, he refused to pass. You can't control that. So did you give 100%? If you did, don't whine about it. Don't be upset. If you felt you didn't, then you got to go home and change it. So the fire, he doesn't have it. 70% maybe. The only time I've gotten him going was when I coached him at the local rec place, rec center, and said, listen, I need you today. We're short this guy, short that guy. I need you 100%. And he would respond. He doesn't self-motivate. He needs to be motivated. When you're a good athlete, what separates you is your mentality. When you're on the court, on the field, nobody else matters. You care about your team, yes. You listen to your coach, yes. But you do not worry about if you run the other guy over. Is he going to block my shot? Am I going to get ripped? Am I going to get tackled? Am I going to drop the ball? No. You bust your ass. Your goal is to impose your will on the other person. And if you don't have that mentality, you're not going to succeed in sports. One might not succeed in life. So that's my son. Love to death, doesn't have the fire. Briella, the four-year-old, the gymnastics girl, the ballet. She does a little ninja class. She's got the fire he is missing plus her 100%. It's a cartwheel, nonstop. She cartwheels through the house. She was in her gymnastics class the other day walking from the mat to get water and tried to cartwheel. The teacher smacked her legs down. Like, bro, what are you doing? You can't always cartwheel. She wants to get better. She says it. I'm not, I'm not great yet. You're four. Your cartwheel is a perfect circle. Yes, you can always improve. Yes, you can keep going to not drop off a little bit. She has the fire. She has it so much that if one cartwheel out of 100 perfect cartwheels, if one-on-one is off, all hell breaks loose. She doesn't like to fail. Now, you cannot like to fail and be pissed and keep going, but she's four and she's emotional and she gets nutty. The other day, they're learning to do round-offs where it's the cartwheel and your feet land together at the end. Well, guess what? That's now in the house 24-7. And when those feet don't land together, holy hell, it's like a a hurricane runs through the house. She loses it. Bro, you're four. You started this three days ago. 
You're not going to be perfect day one, two, three, four, ten. It takes time. She wants to do push-ups. She's doing her push-ups. She gets like three, her arm's shaking, and she, and she, boom, plops down. Ah, bro, you're four. But she has that fire. She doesn't like to fail. She doesn't like to quit. She doesn't accept either one of those outcomes. She has to learn to curtail that energy, but she does not ever stop. She wants to be better than everybody else. Now, around people, she's sweet and she's nice and all this stuff. And here she's got that fire in her. I need her to translate it out there. She's not nervous around people. She does her little uh, splits and what are they called? Straddles, whatever they are. And her class, dude, like she is like parallel and her legs are out sideways or like completely up and down. Her legs are out like this. A person should not be able to bend like that. But she's the only one in her class that can do it. She's been moved up two or three times. And this isn't bragging dad stuff. What I talked about earlier, like, what do those kids have that you're watching? Like, man, that kid is the greatest. My kid is just a kid. Which, that's fine. Let your kid be themselves. Push them to be great. Don't be crazy about it. Push them to be great. I think Brielle is going to be one of those kids who is the focal point of what's going on. And I don't, it has little to do with parenting, except for pushing confidence. You can do it. It has to do with mentality. It has to do with your, your mental toughness. And she has it. She tends to get a little bit nutty, but it does not go the right way. But she has it. She does not accept failure. She does not. So it's going to be interesting to see because she's like cartwheeling, flipping, doing this stuff that her age, a few other kids can do. Now, I've seen my baby on the Billy and Breeze podcast. She's a healthy girl. By no means is she... A skinny little rail, about 50 pounds, four years old, maybe, I don't know, three foot tall, two and a half foot tall. She is a, she's strong. All right, those legs, she'll knock you down with a kick. But she can't pull herself up. She doesn't have the upper body strength to match that lower trunk, for lack of a better term. Got to get that noise. So she may be one of those kids that you watch. It was like, damn, good job. What did, you, what, what, what did you do to get her going? She was born with it, dude. She was born with it. So push your kids. Don't let, them, don't let them accept failure. Don't let them be mad and sad and emotional when they lose. But don't let them be like, eh, shit happens. No, 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 no. You, gotta have, you have to be upset. You can't be overly upset. And yes, there are degrees to being upset. It is not okay and crying your eyes out. You can be pissed you lost. Let it eat at you a little bit, but don't lose your mind over it. Your life didn't alter in any way, okay? As I tried to explain to Liam yesterday, then Amy and I got into it a little bit. I'm like, yeah, he was in there crying. Oh, I said, no, no, no awe. That's why he's crying. Because you're like, oh, he's upset. No, bullshit. You don't get upset like that. You get mad. You don't cry your eyes out. And again, I'm exaggerating. He was a little teary-eyed. He was upset his team lost, that he missed a shot. Good. Be mad your team lost. Be upset you missed a shot. Come home and shoot. Don't go home and, and sulk in your bedroom. No. That's what losers do. Winners win. They compete. They don't stop. It's a mentality thing. Not many have it. I told him yesterday, say a million high schools in the country. Who knows? I could be exaggerating. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of basketball players. 120 college basketball schools. Thousands of basketball players. 30 NBA teams. 
the ones with the most mental toughness are the ones who rise, uh, 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 rise above those with 30% mental toughness in high school, 60% mental toughness in some colleges, 80% mental toughness in the highest colleges, and 100% mental toughness in the NBA. You don't get there by just wanting it. You have to go get it. You have to be good. You have to practice. You have to persevere. Take the losses. Learn from them. Build from them. One of the greatest quotes ever, Kobe Bryant, show me a gracious loser and I'm going to show you a loser. Hey, man, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Guys like that don't get to the top of the mountain on accident. They don't accept failure. I try to explain this to my son. It's life, basketball, football, sports in general, school. You do your best. You prepare. You practice. Study. Take shots. You focus. You know, his kid stuff, it doesn't come in a manual, as they say. He's 13 now, got a little hair in his chest, think he's cocking the walk around here. Ain't no problem. Get some confidence. Now translate that to the court. Think you're better than the kid you're playing against. Yeah, that's a quick one to say. We had the conspiracy corner with some politics in it. We opened the show with uh, a friend of mine changing his conservative ways or his liberal ways to more of a conservative mindset. When you realize that you're affected no matter what, with money, without money. He happens to have a good job. His wife happens to have a better job than they had five years ago, six years ago. And now they're realizing, crap, man, liberals suck, and they're taking our money, and they're screwing our life, our livelihood. So keep that in mind out there. Wake up. Pay attention. When it comes to the destruction of our country, the destruction of the world, Trump is the only one that can stop it. Think I'm wrong. Pay attention. Look around you. Look around. And then family, the kids, the fire, the desire to do well. Push your kids. Don't live through them. That's a fine line. Push your kids to be great. Don't live through them for your childhood failures. Don't do that. Don't be that person. But push them to do well, to succeed, to make it in sports, in life, in whatever. Don't live through them. All right? That's it. Episode, I believe, 144. I think. Let me check before I sign off with that. Yeah, bro. 144, and we didn't even get to the NFL. We'll get to that with a preview show for the Super Bowl. Maybe Monday we'll talk about it. Funny meme out there. Two brothers in the, in the Super Bowl for the first time, and then the Kelsey brothers. Play on the two black quarterbacks. The internet will never let you down, man. They'll never let you down with their insanity and their absurdity. And speaking of insanity and absurdity, the NFL has already started with the quarterbacks. To me, they're quarterbacks, bro. They're professional athletes. They're both very good. That's all you should be paying attention to. Very good, world-class athletes who are the top of what they do. That should be excitement enough for you, not the identity stuff. Get out of here with that. These guys are great athletes, great quarterbacks. Let's focus on the football, not the bullshit. Episode 144. Go to the uh, website. Um, excuse me, the, t- the, the, the link is down low. T-shirts for sale. Uh, we have the, uh, the Instagrams, all the socials, at and underscore discourse. Like, share, subscribe, watch the videos on YouTube, on Rumble. Please and thank you for all of your support. You guys have a great day.